and have a seat. My, 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 was that some, ex- I mean, that is worship. Wow, God is at work. Man, doesn't that feel good? Y'all enjoy that? Come on. Woo! Man, we love you guys so much. Michelle and I love you. We're so desperate for God to move and just do an incredible work. We want so much. We want you to walk in victory every day. We want you to experience joy that becomes a source of strength, peace that passes all understanding. We're looking for revival corporately and for you individually, for the power of God flowing through us and security in this insecure, jacked up world. There is no security in the stock market. There is no security with COVID. There's no security with the Republicans or the Democrats, whoever's sitting in that Oval Office. There is no security. The only security comes from heaven. And that's where we plug in. Come on, somebody. So it's easy to feel clueless, hopeless, and helpless in this world. Literally, it's it's like a tidal wave. This evil eon that we live in that just pushes us and pulls us. It pushes us and pulls us. It goes out and it comes in and it pulls and we, we end up caught in that surf just tumbling. So that's, and that's by design in this world, not by God, but that's how this world is set up. So if you missed last week, let me, do you, let me ask you to do me a do me a favor, go back and watch last weekend if you missed it. It's one of the most important messages. I'm going to follow up with it this weekend and revisit it some, but it's one of the most important messages. And I said during many of the services last weekend that if I've ever prepared a sermon that I didn't think people would live, it was last weekend. Not because you're evil, wicked, not because you don't want to, but because I couldn't figure natural handles to put on a spiritual sermon. Does that make sense? Paul said that we learn of the spirit through spiritual thoughts and spiritual words. I know you want to. And so this weekend, the Lord gave me a little bit of revelation on it. So we're going to talk about that uh, in the message and just give you some more handles how to be strengthened. So let me encourage all of our live campuses. Uh, Most of our live campuses are filling up at 10 o'clock this service. At the Pellissippi's full, I've seen all the campuses just a few minutes ago. Uh, most of our campuses are full. If you can, if you can move to 1130, that'll be incredible. At Pellissippi, you have a choice. You can go north or south. You can go to 845. Come on, God's awake. <laughs> but we're about to hit our, our huge season when back to the movies, and we'll, we're, we're going to run out of space. So for Jesus, if you love God, if you love your mother, if you're American, come on. If you're at our Central America campus, Costa Rica, we're sorry. Uh, but so, all right. So if you can move, that'll help us a ton. Believers should already know that revival, the fresh wind of God is an inside job, right? But the problem is that we're focused in an outside world. We're in a world that cares more about outcomes and values. We, we, we care more about the outside than we care about the inside. And so we begin to say, we who follow Jesus begin to say things like, how come I didn't get more? Why didn't I make the team? How come I didn't get the promotion? How come I always get cheated? How come I am last place? How come it's just not fair? The world is set up against me or my all-time favorite is this. It's not fair. Come on. And listen, it's like a riptide. 
these negative thoughts and emotions that will just carry you. You ever been to the beach and you go out in the water and you're just sort of hanging out and 30 minutes later you realize your condo's a mile down the beach? What happened? That's the same thing the world does. You just get caught up in the current, the riptide, it just carries you away. So we get stuck in the cycle of negative thoughts and negative emotions because we're focused externally, not internally. Because uh, we, we all say it's not fair, but let me give you the real, the, real, the most gross injustice in all of human history, and that is that the spotless Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus, climbed up on a cross, paid for our sins when he was perfect. Death poured out onto him, our sins poured onto him, and forgive them was the last words he spoke. That's the ultimate of unfair. After that, it doesn't matter. Are y'all with me? Come on, see, you get eternal focus and it changes the temporal situation. Now, those of us that are forgiven, who our sins are no longer remembered, God threw them as far as the east is from the west, true life is possible. If you've not yet experienced forgiveness, then true life is not possible. In a few minutes, we're gonna show you how you can actually have true life. Because see, the world, the empty promises that pop up on our screens every day are just that, they're empty. It's a, it's, the, it's a bait and switch. It's the carrot and the horse. See, true life that only believers can experience, we actually realize that true life's not about me. That true life's about God's purpose in me. It's about considering others more important than myself. It's about walking in the power of God. But can we agree that most of our natural tendency is toward the waves of negative thoughts and emotions? Can we agree about that? And, and again, sometimes we get so consumed with them that we, lose, that we lose the focus or fact even on God is there. He say, that's not me. I, I don't do that. Oh, let me ask you a question. If your teenager who's just begun to drive is five minutes late, where are they? Did they lose track of time? No. They've been run over by a semi and there's body parts all up and down I-40. Am I right, parents? Come on. That's our negative bent toward our emotions. And so we've got, to, we've got to strengthen ourselves on the inside because really everything we truly want is inside. You say, no, pastor, everything I want's outside. I'm single, I want to be married. Right, because you're lonely. Lonely's inside. Well, well I, I want more money. Well, of course you do, because you want more security. Security's on the inside. I could go on all day. Everything we truly want's inside. So my question is, is, are you bigger on the inside than you are on the outside, even though we live in a world that doesn't care about the inside? Values are gone. Are you with me? If the foundations are destroyed, what are the righteous to do? But, but we live in a world now, come on, if you're thinking, say, I'm thinking. It's going to help you. I need you to connect. We live in a world that wants to reap but doesn't want to sow. We live in a world that if you get married at 24 and 25, you should have everything it took your parents 40 years to get. We live in a world we don't want to sow inwardly toward the spirit. We don't want to sow outwardly. We just want to reap. We want to reap because we're watching an instant world on television. It doesn't work that way. So from Psalms 85, 6, I've moved the theme verse to, to Ephesians 3, 16, that he, this is a prayer for you that he, God, would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. For some of us, we need to repent and return that our sins may be wiped away, that we, we may, that the times of refreshing or revival can come from the presence of the Lord. 
Now, Vance Abner was a a century ago incredible preacher. This is what he said I love in the thought about revival. What, What is called revival is simply New Testament Christianity, the saints going back to normal. That's why I say so often I believe we live substandard to the New Testament because I'm reading the promises of God and we're not living them. Jesus did not allow himself to be crucified and die on a cross for you to live a whole hum, average, eat by everyday kind of life. He died that you'd have victory. Come on, somebody. Not just there and then, but here and now. And I deal with believers every day that are not walking in victory, that are not enjoying the journey. Let me tell you why. Here's the deal. Fearless as I am, because we are natural, we are normal, we are externally focused, which makes us carnal because we have a worldly view. So what does God say about it? In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Paul addresses that in verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. There's a spirit that's in the world. And there are spirits that are in the world. That's not the spirit that we have received, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God, which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but by those taught by the spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. That's why it's so hard to put physical handles on this. But a natural man, a natural person, a Christian, externally, temporary, temporal, focused, not focused in the spirit, focused in the flesh, does not accept the things of the spirit of God. And they are foolishness foolishness to him, for he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. Now, this is what I believe. I believe you want the power of God. I believe you want revival. You wouldn't be here. You'd be somewhere else, chilling out this weekend. I believe you want what Jesus promised you. But, but the, all the promises in verse 14 of, of, of 1 Corinthians 2 are spiritually appraised. Now, in my quiet time, I have an app I use. I mention it pretty regularly. It's called blueletterbible.com. It's free. Go to the app store, download it. So I go to New American Standard. It has lots of versions. That's the one I keep in. That's the one I study. I go to 2 Corinthians 2, go to verse 14, hit it, and up comes the Strong's, and he gives me every place that word. I click, and it takes me to the Greek of that passage, gives me the Greek word, parses it, and then and it gives me the definition. On your screen is what I copied straight from Brew Letter Bible about the word appraised. The things of God, the spiritual things, are spiritually appraised, means to investigate, to examine, to inquire into, to scrutinize, to sift or to question, trying to understand something. But if you're carnal, you're natural, you can't understand the things of the spirit. It means specifically in a forensic sense to judge or hold an investigation about the promises of God, about the spirit, about the things. It means to interrogate, to examine uh, the accused or witnesses. And then my favorite, the fourth definition is this, to judge, to estimate, to determine the excellence or defects of a person or thing. If you are natural, you cannot understand the excellencies of the promises of God, the power of the Spirit, the walk in the Word, because you're natural and outside, and we're talking about inward and spiritual. See, we, 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 we don't even have the ability to comprehend it if our focus is temporal and external, if we're natural. See, the Bible says that the world rejects these things. Why? It's so easy. Because the world is set up to operate completely without God. 
Are you with me? Jesus said that Satan was the little G-O-D of this world. He set society up to operate without God. So what happens? We got the waves, man. We got, we're rocking back and forth and back and forth, just exactly the way the devil designed it. We're rocking back and forth. We get caught in the undertow, the riptide, man. We're just getting bashed here and there. And our phone, we lose our focus on God. It's just, it's happening all around us. Does this make sense? Do y'all know the feeling? And I believe God allows that. He allows trials, tribulations. He allowed COVID-19, the Delta variant, all that. He allows those pressures to show us what's inside of us. Because only pressure reveals the inward part of a person. Does that make sense? So if you squeeze a tube of toothpaste, what comes out? If you squeeze an orange, what comes out? If you squeeze a Christian, what comes out? It should be the Holy Spirit. It should be love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. When we're squeezed, that's what should come out. But come on, let's be honest. Is that what came out during COVID when it first hit us? No. And what came out was fear, not faith. Anxiety, not the awe of God. So we live like the world lives. We're bigger on the outside than we are on the inside. Now, what we need is to be bigger on the inside. Why? So that, we, so that we enjoy this life, so that we have all that God promised, so that God can trust us and bless us, so that we can walk in the power of God, so that things of God can explode in our inner man or woman. But all the ways that we try to satisfy eternal truths with external stuff, it never works. You can't fill eternal needs with temporary wants because temporary wears out by definition, Right? You get a new car, you're so fired up. You put it on Facebook, Instagram. I mean, you're just excited. You're taking pictures by it. You're gonna wash it every day. It's never gonna be in the rain and you certainly are never gonna let your rotten children sit in that car. <laughs> but what happens, you know, you don't wash it every day. You wash it every other week. You wash it once a month. And the next day you turn around and there's squished ketchup things. There's unused Chick-fil-A sauce all over the back seat. There's two bottles of spilt milk. It smells like the garbage dump. And what do you say? I need another vehicle. Why? Because temporary wears out. It was so good when you, are y'all with me? You get it, it's so good, then temporary wears out. Temporary loses its shine and its luster. Temporary wants rust and ruin. Temporary leaves us wanting more, more money more experiences, more pleasure. Does this make sense? Because by definition, temporary doesn't last. It's like that passing tide. If you go to the beach, you understand it, that if the tide is low, you don't leave your stuff by the water. Now, my wife loves the beach. I have no clue why there's sand and sun. Man, it's horrible. So the only way I'll go with her is if there is shade. Does that make sense? I'm not getting sunburned. I'm not getting, no, no, I don't even, I wear, I wear t-shirts. I don't even uncover it. I had a buddy tell me one time, everything's better brown. No, this is staying covered. <laughs> this incredible chisel body on Michelle gets to look at. Come on. So, but you know that if you're at the beach and you leave your stuff, tide's going to come in, going to wash it out. That's what tide does. That's what the world does. Washes in and washes out. Washes in and washes it out. And we get carried away in it and we miss the peace that passes all understanding. Listen to me. This is the reason I beg you to have a personal growth plan right here. So you'll be bigger on the inside than you are on the outside. That you are working to grow the spirit person inside of you, not just the external. 
that you will fight to surrender to the Holy Spirit that wants to rush through us. He knows what's best. Amen? Jesus said it's better if I go because if I go, I'm going to send another comforter who's going to be like me but better than me because he's not going to be with you. He's going to be in you. He'll empower you, guide you, lead you into all truth. He will walk with you. He'll be there. He, he knows. But in this wicked world, we're in this world, but we're not supposed to be like the world. We're, it's like the boat in the water. I love to go boating. A boat in the water is great. Water in the boat's not. We've got too much of the world in us as followers of Jesus. Because here's the plan of God, that you'd be God's lifeboat in the middle of the flood. That you'd be God's truth in a world full of lies. The reason I quit watching the news is because I didn't know what was true and what wasn't. So I wasn't going to stay mad anymore about what I didn't, about I didn't know. Are you with me? We are God's sight in a blind world. We are God's example of joy in a very sad society. And we're the examples of God's love in a very angry world. Have y'all noticed people are just mad now? You got to be careful looking at somebody in a car. You got to be careful where you're at. Man, people pull out in front of you. I just wave at them, not with one finger, with all five. <laughs> they pull out, I just wave. Somebody gets in, you know, jumps line at me and Michelle. And Michelle said, you see that? I said, absolutely. They're more important than us. Because I hate somebody jump line. But I just sit back and smile. They're more important. It's okay. We'll get there. Live long and prosper. It's going to be all right. <laughs> see, because this is what I know about me. My mind is jacked up. Now, maybe I'm the only one whose thinking is absolutely stinking. It's a rat's nest up here. And my emotions, oh, my mercy. Poor Michelle. Man, they are messed up. So I'm trying to strengthen the inner man because here's what I know. If I don't strengthen the inner man, I'm going to be a mean, crotchety old man that nobody's going to want to be around. Like those two dudes in the Muppets up in the, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> That's when me and Josh Whitehead up there gropping about the world and nobody wants to be around us. Now, Joshua T is young. He's lying. He's getting older every day. And so I don't want to be that. You know what? I've decided what I want to become. I know what it looks like. I know what it acts like. I want to be a loving, spirit-filled old man that everybody wants to be around. I want to be speaking life and love. And the, the only way that's going to happen, promisers, is if I grow on the inside. So let me ask you, do you have a model? Do you know what you want to grow into? In 2 Corinthians, Paul talks about the difficulties of life. In, in chapters 3 and 4, he's talking about the difficulties. In verse 7, he says this, For we have this treasure, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, in these earthen vessels, talk about your body, so you got this treasure, so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. We're afflicted, aren't we? We're afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not despairing. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We're struck down, but we are not destroyed. Always caring about in the body the dying of Jesus so that the life of Jesus also may manifest in our body. For we who live are constantly being delivered over to death for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death works in us, but it's life for you. Paul said life is difficult. It's hard, isn't it? And here's the deal. If you don't learn to strengthen the inner man, when you get saved, life won't get better. It'll get worse. Because before you were saved, you were on the devil's team. You were the devil's colors. 
Are you with me? You were on the enemy. Then you were changed, translated, the Bible says, out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his light. You changed teams. Now you're on the devil's top 10 hit list. So not only you have the crap of the world, now you've got this spiritual attack, you've got persecution, all the stuff. But Paul says 30 times in chapter 3 and 4, 2 Corinthians, that we have the glory of God in the midst of this mess. We've got to learn what David learned. Into the worst day of his life when he comes back from a battle he's not king yet. And all of, the, all of their wives and children are gone. And they're having committee meetings, not, not will they kill David, but how they're going to kill David. And in Psalms, I mean, in, in chapter 30, verse 6, verse 7, he said, But David strengthened himself in the Lord. While they were outward, David went inward. While they were temporal, David was eternal, and he strengthened himself in the Lord. He rallied the troops. They got all their stuff back. They defeated the enemy, and by the end of that day, he was crowned king of Israel. His worst day was turned into his best day because his focus was not circumstantial. It was eternal. We got to strengthen. Come on, somebody. You can be engulfed in your circumstances. You can be caught up in COVID. You can be angry with those that wear a mask or those that don't. You can be furious with those that get vaccinated or those that don't. You can get political and you can choose sides and you can get engulfed or you can walk in the glory of God, but you cannot do both in Jesus' name. We who are followers of him are known by our love, not by our division, not by our strife, not by our segregation, by the spirit-filled power in us. Come on, so you might not know if this is incredible preaching. <laughs> Psalms. <laughs> Get a breath, Chris. Psalms 90, verse 17. That the favor of the Lord our God will be upon us and confirm the work of our hands. Just confirm the work of our hands. See, God's ready, willing, and able to give you his favor. Come on, all in, all in favor, say I. So how do I begin? This is where the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me. So I'm reading these. I've got my journal open. I'm, I'm just seeking the Lord, saying, God, I don't, I don't know how to help them. I, I, I can't put this in the spiritual words and thoughts. And God took me to this verse. I literally went to Blue Letter Bible, clicked in, conscience seared, took me the verse I was looking for. Because I remember the verses, but I don't remember the addresses. Anybody with me? Second Peter 4, written to us, written to believers, for by these he, God, has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may be partakers of the divine nature, not carnal, divine. That's the plan of God for us. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world by its lust, not being caught in that riptide, for this very reason, and what, what, what Peter's about to do is, is what I'm going to call virtue stacking. Virtue stacking. For this very reason, apply all diligence in, diligence in your faith. Apply moral excellence, your moral excellence, knowledge, and your knowledge, self-control, self-control, perseverance, perseverance, godliness. Godliness, brotherly kindness, and your brotherly kindness, love. For if these qualities are yours and are what? Personal growth plan. We are stacking virtues. We are growing in these virtues. If they are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these qualities, believers, are, is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification of his former sins. 
We Christ followers can be so caught up in this culture, so sucked in the undertow, so tossed to and fro that we've forgotten we were even saved. Said so you've forgotten the, pure, the former purification of your sins. So what do we do? So we, we, we get a growth plan. We stack up virtues. As we're learning the word, the word will set you free. Lies entangle, truth delivers. So then as you're now learning the truth, you take every thought that doesn't line up with the word of God captive and you eject it. Every emotion that comes up that is wrong, anger, bitterness, wrath, all the bad emotions, when they come, you take them captive, you eject them. And as you are doing the action of lining up with the word, the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 3.16, which is active, you are passive in that verse. It's being done to you. So while you are, while you are taking those thoughts captive, the Spirit of God is strengthening you in the inner man or the inner woman. As you are trusting God, you are growing inside. And before you know it, you can walk over your circumstances, not under your circumstances. So, give you a sneak peek of one of our three verses for 2022, which is 1 Corinthians 3, 8, 2 Corinthians 3.18. But with all, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Man, I love you so much, but most of us are not looking in the mirror at the glory of the Lord. We're looking at our circumstances, our pain, our problems, what we got facing us, what's happening next week. Did my team win on Friday night? Will UT have a team? That's not to get your hopes up. And I said, we're not beholding the glory. We're looking at the temporary. Our being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. See, God wants you to surrender to his Spirit. God wants you to walk in this from glory into victory. The devil wants you stuck in unhealthy emotions and stinking thinking, tumbling around in that surf, not knowing which way is up. Because when you're in that situation, lies are a whole lot easier to believe than the truth. Are you with me? Now we want to blame politics, or we think politics is our answer. Politics is important, but the answer is the gospel. You say, but I don't have any control. You never had any. So my best bet is to surrender to the one that actually does have control. So one of the things, get a growth plan, get in a group. We grow together. Get in a group. The, the QR code's on the screen. It's been back up on the screen. Or you can go to all of the four years. You can go to Group Finder on our website, get in a group. And so we can help you say, you know what? I was in a group. I got helped. It was great. It was great. I had great relationships. I learned to feed myself. I don't need a group anymore. Great. You ran with people that helped you, so you're not going to run with some people you need to help. Stingy, 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 selfish. See, you, a lot of us don't go to group because we need that teaching. We go to group because we need to help other people. Are you with me? Because listen, victory is life's not about you. Some of us are new believers. You need to be in a group. You need, to, you need to get that foundation laid so that you can walk what we're talking in the fresh wind of the Spirit. Come on. Man, let's, let's, let's take every thought captive. Let's walk in victory. Spirit of God. We ask you to invade. I'm asking you, Holy Ghost, right now to invade people's hearts and minds and lives. I'm asking you to so explode in people that the stinking 
shiny things of this world will not, they, they cannot take our attention, our focus that's riveted on you. The one who is worthy, the one who is wonderful, the life giver, the miracle worker, the eternal security, the glory, the presence, the health, the life, the peace. Oh God, right now, Spirit, would you descend like a dove one more time? Would you begin to begin to cut through all of the wind and the waves and let us see you high and lifted up, exalted, over all, through all, and in all, with all power, all authority. In you is life, in you is fullness, in you is hope. Right now, some people need you. Spirit of God, light us up, is our prayer in Jesus' name. And all God's people say, all God's people say,